Mazda presents The Steve Dangle Podcast with your hosts, Steve Dangle and Adam Wild. Gentlemen, gentlemen, Adam, we uh, we watched a, a stinker last night. Holy smokes! I mean, <laughs> listen. Hats off to the Flames and their fans. Great start. Well, what are you what are you talking about? Oh, oh, you're not a Montreal Impact fan? Oh, no, I'm not a Montreal oh. Impact fan. I was watching the T... I, you know what, I'll be honest. I missed the first two goals because I was watching the TFC spank Montreal, even though it wasn't really a spank. The Leafs owe, like, a national audience in Canada an apology. They absolutely 100% do. Um, because that game started at 8.30, which means it started at 6.30 in Calgary, which means it started early. So already, Eastern bias... We are altering their usual schedule for us, the 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 larger audience out east. Jesse, why are we doing that? Because we're the best. Also the biggest, like by far, stop complaining yeah. about it. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, um, so they've already altered their schedule because of that. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, TFC is playing the biggest game in their franchise's history. And even if you're not a big TFC or even soccer fan, you're tuning into that because it's the final minutes. It's overtime. And it was phenomenal. In a game that decides the final. It was f- amazing. I mean, what was the final score? 5-2? 5-2. But it, what but is it was only 7-5 on aggregate. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, yeah, which is aggregate silly, but that's another, I like that's aggregate. another I, conversation. It was, was kind of cool. I enjoyed it. Like Montreal could have lost five three, and it would have been tied. Really? Yeah, really? that's yeah, the dumbest <laughs> piece of garbage in the NHL. Uh, no, absolutely not. Why I think not? it's awful. I hate aggregate. Boo, boo, aggregate. <laughs> I say. In uh, fun stat, mm-hmm. across all the four major pro sports, fifty four percent of the time the home team wins. It's consistent throughout all four sports. Wow, wow, really? Yeah, 54% of the time the home team wins. So fighting for home ice advantage, when you when you think about that, I mean, yes, that that's sort of a big thing, but if you were to break that down over the course of one, like one team, if it's 54% of the time, is home ice advantage even that, or home field that important? I would say yes. A lot of teams miss the playoffs you will, by one or two points. You, yeah, okay, fair. You will play at home pretty much in every sport, right? Yeah. You know, so you you know who's stoked eventually. about this? Whoever the top team is in each World Series going forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because they just took that out. And baseball anyway. is all percentage. Yes. Mm-hmm. So uh, they alter their schedule so that the Leafs and Flames can play a little earlier. There's this big playoff game going on, so some fans are already going. Uh, I can miss the opening few minutes of this game, and which then, turned into two periods. <laughs> yeah. Bang, bang. Two goals in the first 49 seconds, and right away everyone's going. Well, not watching this. They change the channel to the soccer game. They go back once the soccer game's done. It's 3 nothing Flames. Well, I'm not going to watch this. I'm going to go to bed. The Leafs owe everybody an apology. Leafs fans, Flames fans, TFC fans. Babcock. Babcock. I have to well, say. And he took some ownership of it post-game. But like, I love that Dougie Hamilton was one of them. What? The, the goal scorers. No, it was Freddie. Oh, it was, it was Freddie Hamilton. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. I thought yeah. that was a mistake. I'm like, there's no way Freddie Hamilton scored. It's got to be Dougie. It was Freddie. It was Freddie. Oh, my God. Okay. See, this Which, is... That makes it worse, doesn't it? Yeah, that's that's how you can tell I was watching TFC. Um, it does make it worse. <laughs> the, the Leafs got scored on by a Hamilton, and it wasn't even the best one the Flames had. Wow. Wow. And also, it was Hamilton. Ew. Was, oh, because of the city? Yeah. I was like, oh, I heard it's wow. very... Everybody I heard it's a critically acclaimed show. Like, <laughs> 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 I looked at That's all I know from that show. That's, I want to see Yeah, it. I don't know anything. Um, my favorite guy in American history was always Alexander Hamilton. 
It's my favorite. Same. <laughs> I took I American I history. Know, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have to know my culture. Oh, okay. okay. Very cool. Culture. Very cool. Um, you know, last night I think a lot was made of Chad Johnson, and stop thirty nine shots. I think a lot should be made of that. It, you know, you, you, we talked about it in the last episode about, you know, Brian Elliott and his performance and how do you get out of it when Chad Johnson's hot? Well, and then you look at the Flames who need every point they can get and like how many wins does Chad Johnson have to string together for him to just be the starting goaltender like permanently? It's a good question. Remember there was that rumor of Brian Elliott getting an extension? Yeah. Yeah. See, if he had gotten that extension, they would actually have to figure this out. Yes, they would. They would actually have to leave him in and just go through the growing pains and let him figure it out. Now, it might just be they keep Chad Johnson and flip uh, Elliot if they can. Well, and what got to me, I thought, was like, you know, Brian Elliott apparently, well, Doug McLean said it on the broadcast last night. He said he's a good teammate, he's a good guy. But you got to think, like, damn. Like this is the time where Brian Elliott should be shining. This should be his team. That has to be as a as a player. I don't know how you handle that mentally, and I'm sure at this point in his career he knows how. Yeah. But still, that has to eat at you. And I wonder, um, I wonder if that isn't a self perpetuating kind of thing where the next time you get in, you're like, I got to be really great. I better be really great. When it rains, it pours. Yeah. Yeah, like I don't think Matthews is going to go on a 13-game goal drought for a while. Because <laughs> there were so many times, forget the hitting the post. We're talking about point-blank chances and he's firing them wide. Because he just he's gripping the stick. And then guy can't stop scoring, except for when everyone stops scoring. But um, it's that sucks real bad for Brian Elliott. Uh, I, and I don't know I don't know what happens to him now because the goalie market is so weird because of Vegas. Well, I think with the second that Chad Johnson cools off a little bit, they'll give him a break and Brian Elliott goes in and hopefully he plays well. Yeah, it is also December 1st. Yeah. Like, we do got to remember that. Last year, December 1st, Montreal was the top team in the NHL, if I am not mistaken. I think you're right. And then I think it was December 3rd, Carey Price got injured. Re-injured, I think. Re-injured, right. Mm -hmm. And didn't play again. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like, literally at this point, it's all... Pittsburgh Whatever. and San Jose were either like on the bubble or out of the playoffs. We were saying Jim Rutherford might lose his job. It was a podcast around a year ago at this point. Oh, yeah. Oh, 100%. I remember that. I remember that. Because it was like, oh, you're screwed. You got so many contracts. You get. And he I is, saw. It's just a head coach change and you're good. Yeah, not to not to rip on, on Edmonton because, God, the Leafs played such a good game against the Oilers, I thought. But I saw one Oilers writer like two weeks ago, go, you know what? The Oilers are in a playoff spot in mid-November, and history shows that if you're in a playoff spot now, you usually end up in one. And I'm like, did you watch the NHL last year? Yeah. <laughs> did you see who I was mean, in the Stanley Cup final? He might be play, playing the percentages, which in, in which case he's right, but look at the Ducks, the Sharks, and Montreal last year, two, all teams that flipped. Yeah. It's, Ducks started slow, San Jose started slow, Montreal started hot, and opposite happened. And you can say, well, with Montreal, it can be explained by this. In Pittsburgh, it can be explained by this. Well, those things happen every single year. Mm-hmm. Every single year. To so every team. Yeah, don't count your chickens before they hatch. Do you guys want some of the standings from December 1st, 1st 2015? Yes, we Ooh, do. Yes. Do you have Do you have the final standings? Uh, the fi- I can bring those up as well. Yeah, I would like the side-by-side, just because like, I don't remember... You want them back to back. Back to back. Well, because I don't remember everything well, that Jesse's, happened. I'm not smart. Well, Jesse's pulling that up. I think there, that we need to talk a little bit about the, the Dougie Hamilton stuff. So a few passionate Calgary Flames fans reached out and said, they're not trading him. 
And then Brian Burke, who is probably the most passionate Calgary fan now, is saying, uh, they're not trading him. And it's not a media cooked up story. It's actually a general manager. What he said uh, to Tim and Sid, and this is interesting, he said, a general manager called and asked about Dougie Hamilton's availability. Mm-hmm. And what he said to a couple other general managers was, I have an offer in on Dougie Hamilton. Now, the Flames outright rejected it, but it doesn't mean that he didn't have an, out- an offer in, which then, you know, now four teams know about this phone call, and two teams have a differing view on what actually happened. Actually, three of the, three of the four teams have a differing view, sprung a leak, and to the media it went. This is all very interesting. It's very... it's. I like the game of broken telephone oh. that's been played. You know what? We'll get to that. I want I want to hear the standings okay. because I have a theory on the broken telephone. Thing. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm excited to hear it. All right. The top five from December 1st, 2015 was Montreal, Dallas, Washington, New York, St. Louis. Mm, and then it, the Rangers, was that a wild card spot they ended up in? Uh, at the end of last year? Yeah. They did. They ended up ninth overall. Oh, okay. They were in one yeah. of the yes, Atlantic one of the spots. Yes, they ended up in one of the wild cards. Oh, it was a wild card. Okay. Yeah. So oh, no, third in the division. That's, can we do conference? No. That, yeah. That's 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 a spot. That's yeah, a division spot. spot. Yeah, yeah. Can we do conference by conference here? Sure. Instead Con- of overall. Yeah. Conference was uh, Montreal, Washington, New York, Pittsburgh, New York, Boston, Ottawa, Detroit. So Pittsburgh was fourth. Yeah. In the conference. At the end of the season. At the December first. Really. Get out. Yeah. Was their losing streak through December and January then? I think so, yeah. They had a real bad December. Wow. Yeah. Okay. If I remember correct. It just, the wheels fell off. And I know they tried, remember trying, they, they tried Kessel with Crosby, that didn't work. They tried Kessel with Malkin, that well, didn't work. Also, Jesse, like, what's the gap between, like, 5th and 10th? In the conference? Yeah. Well, Montreal had 19 points and Pittsburgh had 14. Okay. But, like, who's underneath Pittsburgh? Underneath Pittsburgh, uh, the Islanders at uh, oh, those are wins. My bad, 30, 30 points. I was about to say yeah. that seems like not <laughs> a lot of points. Uh, thirty points for the Islanders, thirty points for Pittsburgh, and then Montreal's at the top of forty-one. So it's tight. Yeah, it's tight. So yeah. a losing streak in December, a losing streak in November. You know, those are devastating to the standings at the time, but you can recover from them. The Leafs sat at twenty-one points, third last in the division, in the conference. Sorry. But again, how many back of like playoff contention? Because they had a They're terrible all, October and yeah. had a pretty good November. They had a great November. Yeah. Again, for the second straight year, they've had a great November. Yeah, Detroit sitting in the last playoff spot with 30 points. Oh, okay. Wild so, yeah, they were kind of far back. <laughs> <laughs> but they did play catch up until they very, so, very did not mm-hmm. play catch up. Stripped it off. Yeah. Um, so, so with all that in mind, Calgary played the game that Calgary should be capable of playing. We saw what the Calgary Flames should be night after night, I think, last night. Amazing what the Flames can do when they have a little bit of goaltending, which is what I said all summer long. All summer long. Mm-hmm. And I thought Brian Elliott was the answer. And I was half right. <laughs> <laughs> I still I wonder I still wonder if they've set their expectations too high. For the team or for Chad Johnson? For the team. I wonder, and I stick by that, not because I, I have a hate on for the Flames. I think they've got a really strong defensive core. Um, I wonder, and I, I don't know the answer to this, but I wonder if right now, in the stage of development that they're at, a lot of their big players, Dougie Hamilton, Sean Monaghan, Goudreau's out. Yeah. Um, 
I wonder if those guys, it's like, hey, that's a let's let's not saddle them with expectations of the second round here. Let's well, just let's just focus on taking a step forward. And and Monahan and Gaudreau, yes, they just signed big contracts, big boy contracts, but they are paid on what they've already done. They're not paid based on what they will do per se. No, no. Gaudreau and Monaghan? Well, they, I know they're long-term no, they're, deals. They're, they're paid on what they're going to do. But they're expecting them to basically perform just a little above what they did the last couple of years, right? If I'm Calgary, I'm expecting the playoffs. Yes. Because you are young, improving, and your goaltending was shocking, and you addressed that, you thought. And it looked real shaky off the start, and now, now it's improved again. But for every young guy that you mentioned, I don't know how old TJ Brody is, but he's like a little older than... He's got to be 27, 28. Giordano's over 30. Yeah, there's Gio. They gave a boatload of money to Troy Brower, was another guy. Or was it Troy Brower? Yeah, he's making 4.5. There you go. Mm-hmm. And then there's Derek Englin. <laughs> Derek England, yeah, Dennis Wideman, slightly different situation. Dennis Wideman, they got some older guys, but the guys that you are relying on to carry most of the play are, are I would say, well, you got Giordano. I think it's a balanced attack. I think it's it, you definitely have your upper guys, but it's a balanced attack. Johnny Gaudreau has a potential to be a superstar. Yeah, uh, Monahan has a potential to be a star. I think. I think. I think it's Gaudreau as your top, top, top guy. And then it's relatively balanced after that. I just don't think they should be upset, especially with Goudreau's injury now, too, and him starting late and all that stuff. I don't think they should be upset with, um, you know, they should be upset if they don't make the playoffs. But I think anything after that, realistically, I think that they are capable of much more than that. Yeah. But I don't think setting the expectation and going, well, we're abject failures if we don't make it into the second round. I, that's my point. I don't think that that's oh, fair. I don't I think s- that's fair I to don't the team. Think team. I don't think teams really care how you get in just get in and if their expectations are playoffs i don't i don't think they care if they win the pacific or get the second wild card right just, just get, get, in. get in get in just get in and calgary is such a fun city i hope it happens for them when oh, when the red mile lights up man oh so cool alberta deserves a uh, consistent playoff hockey Especially against each other. I really hope the Flames uh, and Oilers play each other. Uh, How great would that well, be? And with the new division realignment, mm-hmm. if they get good, it's likely. <coughs> Leafs and Habs. Oh, that would be amazing. That, that almost happened. Should be that almost thing. happened a couple years ago. Lightning and Panthers. It, um, until you know, the Leafs all fell the off the freaking bus. Yeah, it's basically just been, like, who's gotten, who's really gotten the benefit of this? Like, the Californian teams and... New York. I like a, I, the Pittsburgh Philly series a few years ago. It was great. Oh yeah, Pittsburgh Philly. That's like true. It. I don't know if that was before or after the division realignment though. But damn, that was a I good series. Too. Oh, it was the oh. best. It was the best. I remember there was one game in particular I made. Uh, so I was working at CBC at the time, and I was doing the highlights. So I would just write the highlights and compile the clips with one of those. I'm doing my finger motion. It's like a rotary phone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, and I was working with an editor. And the editor was getting so pissed at me because he just wanted to go home. Like we had the potential to go home early that afternoon, but was this at the CBC? You said, yeah, this is at the mm-hmm. CBC. Union. Oh yeah. Oh, love that union. <laughs> Gotta love that union. But he was getting pissed, but I'm like, dude, he's, he's like, you can take this out. This doesn't need to go in the highlight pack. This doesn't need to go in this. And in this guy's defense, highlight packs are usually like 90 seconds, but I'm like, man, the game is eight, four. 
Like, take out that Wayne Simmons goal. It was on a breakaway. Take out this fight. You don't need that fight. It's Sidney Crosby versus Claude Giroux. <laughs> take out this fight. It's Malkin. Take out this fight. It's Latang. Yeah. It's just, just everything happened that game. And I remember it ended up being over three minutes. <laughs> he was pissed. He was so, pissed. But he came in the next shift. He's like, you're right. That was a crazy game. Now, I don't have any of the stats in front of me. But if you were to have with Edmonton with McDavid on the ice versus Edmonton without McDavid on the ice is... Um, from everything I've read, two different teams. Did you read the Dmitry Filipovich tweet? I did that not I saw? read that. No. What did he say? He said the Oilers with McDavid, I uh, with McDavidite. Uh, yeah, the Oilers with McDavid on the ice are like the late two thousands Red Wings, and the Oilers without McDavid on the ice are like the Oilers, <laughs> 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 which is scary. Oh yeah, it's bad. The the chasm of difference. Is so is they're bad. better. They are better. Oh yeah, because they have McDavid. Can't take him away. He's an Oiler. So you you go. Oh well, without McDavid, that's like oh well, without Price. Well, the Habs have Price, and the Oilers have McDavid. Those are players they have. So, so who, who wins? Who wins the Calgary Edmonton series this year? Starts now. Goudreau's in though. Everybody's healthy. Yeah, everybody's healthy. Ooh. Ooh. Because you can, yeah, because you can argue Calgary's got better defense and a far more balanced attack, and the playoff experience too. I think that yeah. counts. They're a little more, a uh, little bit more experienced. Been there, grizzled vet Johnny Gaudreau. Been there. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Gio though, absolutely, absolutely. No, Gio, I'm just, no, no. I know what you're saying. I know he's what you're like saying. Twenty one. <laughs> I know what you're saying. Uh, I might give the goaltending advantage to Edmonton because Chad Johnson is a bit. He's like, on, that, that's a pleasant surprise. Cam Talbot. You is have consistent. more faith to yeah do better because over yeah We're over not, a long period. Are of time. we expecting Chad Johnson to keep this up? Not his almost Vesna like pace. No, no. <laughs> but he maybe be the starter. Win win more games than he loses. And Brian Elliott is not a bad backup. He's been in the playoffs always. I would suspect Chad Johnson will go down a bit, and Brian Elliott will go up significantly. Like history suggests. Chad Johnson's not quite this good, mm-hmm. but it also suggests Brian Elliott is nowhere near this bad. Now, so do you we'll think though? I mean, because one of the complaints I I heard from Calgary fans, and and you know, obviously not following the team as deeply as I follow the Leafs, one of the complaints they have is they they see their better players, their better younger players being. Randy Carlisle basically put on the fourth line, yeah, playing five minutes a night, not used properly. And I wonder if I wonder if Calgary would get out coached. Now I don't know. I don't know how good. I mean, it's 20, 20 games into this guy's career. It's not McClellan's really. McClellan's got quite a bit. Yeah, quite a bit of coaching experience. That's interesting. That's an interesting thought. I hadn't thought of that. I hadn't thought of that. Is it? It would be. I hope it happens. Fingers crossed. It'd be just such a fantastic series. Oh. Like you know how we're all just Gaga over Kadri and his start, and oh, he's just we're talking about him like he's Patrice Bergeron, Pavel Datsuk. Mm-hmm. I think. Oilers win that series, we start talking about Nugent Hopkins the same way. Because they're going to give him like big boy assignments. Your yeah. job is to go after Goudreau. Your job is to go after Monaghan. Your job is this guy, that guy, that guy. He'll be their shutdown guy. What would Lucic's you- job be? <laughs> Just going through people? Yeah. Oh, God. You know, playing him uh, with the Oilers... Made me realize how much, how glad I am he's not in the division anymore. Not because I was ever afraid of him as a player. I mean, there was a time. 
where Milan Lucic really instilled fear. Now it's oh, this again. This again. He's always going to. It's always the macho man thing, man. It's always the bumping someone after the whistle. It's always the. And then it, it seeped through the Oilers. Snowing the goalie, the face washes. And I'm like, this is a knockoff of the old Bruins. You said that last show too. Like it's it- Yeah. And then someone tweeted me, like, oh my God, is this what Pete Shirelli is is creating in Edmonton? And I went, Oh, I forgot he was the GM. Like I didn't even make that connection when I said it, and I'm like, oh, maybe he is just building a cheap knockoff. And of maybe the Bruins. that's what I I would imagine that's probably what they are after. Maybe. I mean, the Oilers don't have their Chara, but the Bruins didn't have McDavid, so (laughs) I don't know. I don't know. I think, look, Oilers fans were way too down on themselves after that game, and I think Flames fans were way too down on themselves after the slow start. Um, Both teams deserve to feel great. They should feel great, despite varying results against the Toronto Maple Leafs. (laughs) Has Jonas Enroth played his last game as a Toronto Maple Leaf? I hope not. I hope not. My LFR video, well, I guess it'll be up by the time this podcast mm-hmm. is up. So, um, Here are your options, Leafs fans, because everyone's like, oh, bring on Ramo. Bring on Ramo. Okay. Uh, let's say someone gets hurt. Um, let's say Ben Smith gets hurt. Uh, okay, just put Josh Levo in the lineup. Or no, Ben Smith gets hurt, but he's not in the IR. Mm-hmm. Let's, let's put Josh Levo in the lineup. Well, Levo's hurt, supposedly, but let's pretend he's healthy. You can't just throw him in because of the Peter Holland situation. So the Leafs can't add to their current roster, right? Because even though Peter Holland is sitting at home. Yeah, the Leafs can't add Josh Levo, who's someone they already have to their lineup, let alone someone new in Ramo. So if the Leafs trade Holland and Levo comes off IR, they still need to make room for Ramo. Well, what about Jeff Glass? He looked good in his one game with the Marlies. Same thing. Can't fit him. What about Garrett Sparks? He's suspended right now. What about Antoine Bebo? AHL Goalie of the Month in October and ever since. Been brutal. Which is just so... Leafs fans, if you haven't been paying attention to him, welcome to Antoine Bebo. Just this goalie is so frustrating. Because one week he's dominant he's the best goalie in the league and the next the next week you're like this guy's an echl backup is the roster problem solved when you take enroth off but this is the thing though in order to add anybody people have to go and what enroth goes to where where? who needs a goalie free agency you're not gonna waive free what you put him on unconditional Um, waivers and why not if we don't need him if we have ramo now, when you hmm. put someone on unconditional waivers, you still their their cap hit still counts, right? Yeah, I don't know. He's only about got- that. I assume there's a reason that most teams don't just do that all the time. <laughs> there has to be. You can't just yeah. if we terminate a contract it. like it's the KHL. No, okay. I, I bet what he makes seven hundred fifty thousand, so they could send him down, and he'd have to clear waivers, but they'd be able to bury the whole thing. These roster issues matter. So Elliot Friedman said on the broadcast last night, the Leafs are trying to trade Peter Holland, but the belief is. <laughs> They want to get rid of him for a pick. And the reason they would want to do that is because uh, they don't want to take on another contract, contract, another roster spot, not just a contract, a roster spot, like on, like out of their 23. They're not just worried about the 50. They're worried about their 23. So they got two numbers they're worried about. 
now, right? I think the Leafs are at 48 contracts, and they're filled up to the brim 23 roster spots, right? So I think lots of teams would take Peter Holland, but they can't unless you take something back, which the Leafs are not willing to do. Okay, maybe there's a few teams who would like Jonas Enroth. I don't know how many teams are able to, like actually able to, like for a pick. Mm-hmm. Okay, we'll give you, uh, we'll take Jonas Enroth, but you have to take this guy. No, you don't understand. We can't do that, right? So the Leafs are in this really tight bind. They're hell-bent on making Frank Corrado a, a Christmas ornament. <laughs> like, you can't, the, the reality is starting to become you can't carry eight defensemen. Especially if you're not going to use one. That's the reality. It's I, depressing. It's depressing for them. Like I, I can't imagine what Frank Corrado is going through right now. Oh, it's 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 terrible. Yeah, it's awful. It's awful. Um, I think. I wonder if the Leafs were counting on like an injury or two happening by now, just because law of averages, you're going to get one. If they had an injury, it would almost make life easier. <laughs> Yeah, well, they it would did. almost. Yeah, it did. It they did. would almost. When Hamlet was out, it was like, wow, this is a lot easier. <laughs> yeah, it's that temporarily solved a bunch of problems because he missed like six games. That's like two weeks. Mm-hmm. It temporarily solved a couple issues. Um, and Levo was on that conditioning stint. It was great. So I think, um, despite their crappy effort against the Flames, which was really just a crappy forty-nine seconds followed by a pretty decent game, um, there's all this minutia. They got to do something with Peter Holland, hopefully get rid of him for a pick. You got to decide whether or not you're going to stick with Enroth mm-hmm. because Ramo is not a guaranteed solution and neither is Jeff Glass and neither is Garrett Sparks and neither is Antoine Vigo. Well, and, and was in your mind watching him last night, he didn't seem like he was ready. The first goal was a mess. I thought it was a defensive mess. Uh, my Kadri for Selkie campaign took a hit on that play. Um, the second one, like just such a gross rebound. And right after it, like 20 seconds after next shift. And it was two different lines. There were 10 different players on the ice for those goals. Wow. <laughs> you know, so it's just the team was not ready. And Enroth is on the team and he didn't look ready. Right. So played a decent game after that. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. guess. Um, they're going to be bag skated. Oh they're yeah, they're skating to, to Vancouver right now. They're spending <laughs> the next two days skating to Vancouver. And that's the, I say this in the video. This is the most highly anticipated game of the Canucks season coming up. Mm-hmm. This is probably the most highly anticipated game of the Leafs season coming up. Might be the most highly anticipated hockey night in Canada matchup so far this season. And who thought it would be Leafs Canucks? Oh, I know. And you better be ready. You better be ready for it. The Leafs better play one of their best games of the season. Canucks, too. They better both bring it. Um, yeah, again, I think it's the minutia. you got to somehow get rid of Holland for a pick. If you're getting rid of Enroth, it has to be for a pick or something. Even make it a conditional one. A conditional sixth, and the condition is whether or not he resigns, and then he doesn't resign, therefore you get nothing. You lose. Good day, sir. Uh, you can't have Frankie Corrado anymore. I'm taking that toy away. You don't even play with it. Um, and then something that could solve a little bit of issue is the Leafs can retain salary on two guys. You did Milan Mahalik wrong. The Leafs did Milan Mahalik wrong. They begged him to waive his no-trade clause so that they could take him from Ottawa. 
That's the only way that trade happens. And he agrees to it, plays a few games at the end of last season, plays a few games at the beginning of this season, and they shove him in the American Hockey League. They did Milan Mahalik wrong. Retain salary, he's in the American Hockey League anyway, and ship him out of town to anyone who will take him for whatever. That relieves one roster spot. Colin Greening was in the American Hockey League anyway. Maybe you leave him there. What about Brooks Like? No one wants Brooks Like? Even if you retain half? It's, they're both rough sells, but I think I think the little tiny moves the Leafs can make. Everyone's thinking big, Dougie Hamilton. No, 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 no. They got to take care of their own house first. Mm-hmm. So I think it's stupid little things. Peter Holland, Jonas Enroth, Frankie Corrado, and one or two of Colin Greening, Milan Mahalik, Brooks like. It's so silly that that is what is affecting Matthews and Nylander and Kadri and all that they've they've built. They've a team that is very clever at maneuvering is backed into a hole a little bit. They're kind of paying for their sins a little bit, right? And I think they they took that on knowing that they would. Yeah, exactly. Yes, you nailed it, Adam. Because like Mahalik was a necessary evil, right? You to, had to take that money. You had to take that money. You had to. You, you got rid of enough. You got a pick. Uh, you got a prospect. Fine. Mm-hmm. Brooks like you got Connor Carrick out of it. He's on. He's in your lineup. You got a pick out of it. Okay, fine. Colin Greening was another necessary evil part of the Ottawa deal. Uh, Peter Holland. I still don't understand why you resigned him if you knew you weren't going to play him. That, Frankie Corrado, Same thing. <laughs> I remember interviewing him on Breakfast Television last year, and off off the air here. I said I interviewed Peter Holland this morning, and the season was already over, and he was representing the Leafs. And I, and uh, and I think Steve, your reaction was, "Well, that's the last time," mm. you know, because because we all, and and that's not a that's not a swipe on Peter Holland. We just thought that both sides were done with each other, right? It had nothing to do with me thinking he was a bad player. He's not. It's he's not. Some people say he is, but like I think he's an NHL player. Um. It's just, it seemed very obvious that, like, it. I think his minutes went down. Mm-hmm. Then he was on the fourth line. Then he was fourth line wing, so he's not even playing his position anymore. And then he was just not playing at all. And that was another guy who started the season, was given a, a leash the size of an elastic band, and then, then just told, you're gone. Yeah. You're gone, get lost. It's all... It's all very weird, uh, but the, so they got a little bit of housekeeping to do. You know, then you can focus on the Hamilton. Here's, stuff. here's the thing: I think only one of Greening, Mahalik, and Like will go. Fine, and there's I think, one, and I think we got one. Only I think it will be Mahalik, and they will retain salary, but they're not going to be willing to retain salary on Brooks Like and Milan Mahalik unless it is the trade deadline. Because they already have to retain on Phil Kessel. Your maximum retention is three. So as soon as they, they don't want to hamstring, think I don't think it's the Leafs. I think it's the other team. I'm going. sure the other team. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, if you can, if you could, I mean, the Leafs could pay four million dollars for those two to not play for them. So you retain. Could be a little bit more because like is four point five. Okay, so Mahalik's four. They so are four. UFAs at the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So like that's why I'm saying use those two retention spots, and then at the end of the season you're back to two again. Right, but you want to have some retention spots, at least one open for trade deadline. I think. I think. I don't like, think the Leafs are going to do what they did last deadline. What though? if someone comes along and says Roman Polak, but you got to retain salary and you can't? Mm. That's my point. Mm. Matt Hunwick, but you got to retain mm. salary and you can't. Not that's that Matt great, Hunwick. Yeah. So can Hunwick you is have, unlikely, you got, but Polak, yeah. You 
got to have op- you got to have options. Maybe. Can you wait out those three contracts? Can you just wait? Till you can, those? you can, but then. So I'm I'm trying to provide options, right? Mm-hmm. You can wait out those contracts, but that means Holland and or Enroth and or Corrado, right? So th- there's these little. I don't think Corrado's going to see regular playing time until Roman Polak is traded. Get rid of him. You're telling me no one wants this young. Oh, I think they do, defenseman? and I think the Leafs know that. I think the Leafs want him. You can't have him. You're not using him. Do you think that Lou Lamorello cares? He should. Hang on to that. There's no way he wants to be part of this organization right we now. Have to no go to, we have to go to break. Sure. But when we come back, we're going to talk a little bit about the Brian Burke leaky rumor thing, which oh, came that's up, right. <laughs> which created the Doug, Dougie Hamilton to Toronto story, which when you objectively look at things, is sort of ridiculous. And we'll explain why when we come back on Sportsnet 590 The Fan. All right. So we were quickly, just before the break, we were talking about the Oilers... Uh, McDavid and the fact that they are two different teams. They are the team with McDavid when he's on the ice and the team when he is sitting on the bench grabbing some water. And Jesse did a great job uh, finding this from Copper and Blue from Sunil, I think. Sorry, I'm more of an Oilers Nation guy myself. Um, It's a chart uh, um, of the Oilers with and without McDavid. It's something. Okay, so what do we know? Give so, me the highlights. Give me the highlights. Corsi 4 percentage uh, with McDavid on the ice, 55.16. Which is well above league average. Super good. Um, the Oilers without him, 50.19. Still positive. Average. Still positive. But that, that 50% is about average, it's right? ever so slightly above. Uh-huh, right. <laughs> it is, yeah, so that's not bad. Scoring chances for percentage uh, without McDavid on the ice, 45.7 percent of their scoring 45.7 percent of the Oilers scoring chances come without McDavid on the ice 62.32 percent come with McDavid on the ice and their goals for percentage only 46.3 percent of the Oilers goals are scored when McDavid is not on the ice wow 64.71 percent so they're sort of the NHL's Otters. (laughs) a little bit (laughs) A little bit. Shut down McDavid. And Connor Brown is whoever's on his line. Yep. Yeah, boy. Mm. Like, that's crazy. That is crazy. It is amazing that the Oilers really are. McDavid is so good. But the Oilers aren't that much better. (laughs) No, though. But because he's so good, you need, like, one or two more competent pieces up front to just make that team monstrous. Yeah. The more difficult that second or third line is to deal with, McDavid's that much more deadly. Jeez. I would love to know what the home and away stats are. Hmm. Like, because on the road, you're able to zero in on McDavid a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. At home, you're just just screwed. (laughs) You're just screwed. You have to deal with the McDavid show. I... Yeah, man. Yeah, that is that a is good a crazy. player. That is a good little player. Holy. Now, we were also talking about, and Steve, you have a theory about the Dougie Hamilton to Toronto rumors. So actually, there's a great uh, yes. there's a great article that you should check out at uh, sportsnet.ca. And, you know, besides all the Flames fans passionately yelling at us going, they would never trade him. Brian Burke went on Tim and Sid yesterday, and he and he said it was so funny. He, he said uh, he said he skates like a deer. He's six five. He's a good person. I was like, I didn't know deer could skate. I, <laughs> and I, actually, if you've uh, ever seen deer on ice, not pleasant. No, but I, I'm pretty sure he meant he can skate well. It's a compliment. I think Burke is one of those guys who would just like if you were at the bar with him, he's the guy who you're. 
he's your friend, but you're almost afraid to talk because you know he's going to give you crap if you mess up. It's like me at my in-law's dinner table. (laughs) (laughs) Scottish relatives, like, oh, I cut a, uh, there was a, a a ham. They made a ham one ha- uh, Halloween, uh-huh. idiot. Thanksgiving. Aham. Uh-huh. Yeah. They made a ham, and I cut it funny. Like, I cut it on an angle, and it ended up, instead of being a slice of ham, it was like a doorstop. It was like a piece of cake <laughs> of ham that I cut. That was over nine years ago. <laughs> it is still talked about with regularity. And I didn't hear, I didn't, uh, I, hear, I heard about it the rest of the night. Hours and hours. So hold on. I think Burke, I don't think he was trying to insult him. I think he's just one of those guys. Oh, no, he wasn't trying to insult Dougie Hamilton at all. He's trying to say what a great skater he was. No, for sure. It was, yeah, he skates like a deer. Oh, was it? Like he's fast. Did he just use a bad analogy? It it was an Adam Wildism. Oh, no. He did. He talked about Dougie Hamilton's back shins. Yeah. (laughs) His hair pants. How do people, by the way, people were confused by what hair pants are. Picture pants made of hair. Yeah. Now wear them. There it's not you a go. common thing, though. Hair pants? It, yeah. Being hairy is pretty common. But it's not a common thing that comes up in everyday life. Oh, fair. Okay. Hair, hair pants is, I'm pretty sure, a term I, I don't just came up with I think you own. did, yeah. I think it's a fairly common, I'm but sure. I, but it was so good that I instantly knew what you're talking about. When Brian Burke says skates like a deer, we're unsure whether he means Bambi or a deer that's running away from you that's really fast. <laughs> okay, here, this is this is just for YouTube. So most people, picture yourself. Now, now imagine a pair of hair pants. I'm putting them on. Putting your pair of pants on. All right, that's me. <laughs> that's me. That's, that's what I look hairy. like. And now yeah. you know. Um, have you guys that's seen disturbing. the Have you guys seen the stand up pants challenge where you have to put your pants on but you can't yes. use your arms? Everything is a challenge now, and it's very annoying. I know. Yeah. I've, uh, have we reached peak challenge? I think we've reached peak challenge. Like we're done with the challenge. Challenges are like the new crying Jordan of memes. Yeah. Yeah. I think I think it reached peak challenge when the backpack challenge came along. What just, was that? You run through people throwing backpacks at you. Oh my god! In high school. <laughs> That's just high school. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's, but it's a no, challenge. Why can't That's it just be called recess up. idiocy? <laughs> like it's just yeah, growing up, growing up. Good for you, Adam. Good for you. Um, anyway, so Brian Burke's on Tim and said, yes. I want to set this up again just because you know for anybody that's just tuning in. I talked in. about hair pants and yeah. the backpack jump. Um, so Brian Burke is on Tim and Sid, and he talks about how this Dougie Hamilton rumor started. Now his theory is that it was not a media cooked story, although there was a couple people who were really going after it, and I was kind of like, "Where's your proof coming from?" Anyway, um, evidently what happened was a general manager called about Dougie Hamilton and said, "We will offer you this if you're interested in listening." And at the same time, had told two other people, well, we've got two other GMs. Oh, we got an offer in on Dougie Hamilton. The Flames said, well, we're not listening on Dougie Hamilton. But then the general manager who initially made the offer isn't calling the other two back going, oh, they rejected our offer on Dougie Hamilton. Hmm. Like, he's not following up. Um, now, Brian Burke is is on Tim and said, and he's indignant. Indignant. He's mad. And he he's wearing the tie. I don't know why he bothers with the tie at this point. He's got to stop it. Why the tie. Do, just take the tie off? Get a clip on. Dude. Like you don't like, need you don't need to sling it around you. It doesn't look good. Just it's, ties just, aren't even in anymore. No, just take it no, off. It's, it's like he's a wrestling character, and this is like his thing. He's That's his like Ric Flair robe. Exactly. So he's got to wear it. I mean, he's it's kind the, of a crappy prop, but I get it. It's signature. No, no yeah. one else has it. It just looks so sloppy, man. I can't Brian, wait until Brian he's is, commissioner one day, <sighs> and, he's, and he still just dresses that way. Oh, me too. Oh, oh yeah. I, I I would say that to him here, although I'd be probably, I'd pee a little. Um, yeah, what's with your tie, man? What's with the tie, Bri? Yeah, he's pretty big. He's, he I've, be, I've stood next to him. He's pretty huge. He would be, a, if if I could interview anybody in hockey, it would be Brian Burke. Yeah, he'd he's be one on this of those show, guys 
that's just like I've met people as tall as Eric Lindros. I've met people as heavy as Eric Lindros, but there's something he's just big. I don't know how to describe it. You just you would just have to experience it for yourself. People say the same thing about Ovechkin. There are lots of people who weigh what Ovechkin weighs in this league. There are also guys who are like 6'2 or 6'3 like he is. But he's there's something about him. He's just built like a Jeep. He's just enormous. Anyway. Um, What's your theory? Well, my theory on the Dougie Hamilton broken telephone stuff kind of comes actually from the Peter Holland news. Okay. So we know about the Peter Holland stuff because his agent was speaking to people. His agents. Lou could not have been pumped about that. No, but Lou did have to... He did say something publicly. Because you kind of have to if the player's not traveling. Yeah, you got to explain. You can't just be like, it's a secret. (laughs) It is Lou. It is. You know what? I said he can't. He absolutely can. He just chose not to. Right. Um, It came from the agent's. I have a real hard time believing Lou was one of the GMs Brian Burke was referring to, or even one of the Leafs' assistant GMs. I have a hard time believing that. And I think the Leafs are so airtight that um, people are just kind of manufacturing Leaf connections to this. Oh, I don't think there's a Leaf connection here. Because of hearsay. I think they're getting secondhand information. And the only way to create a rumor with the Leafs is to literally just create it yourself because they're not creating their own anymore. No, they're not. They're not. So that's my little theory there. Um, I think that's a fair thought. Um, there are, I also don't think it was the Leafs that inquired about Dougie Hamilton. Look, there's guys who used to have connections with the Leafs. Kick under the table, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Who might have connections yeah, to people there, in, the, in, the, in the in There's guys who super used to have connections to the Leafs who right now, I'm not convinced they do anymore. You know what I mean? So when they say things, I'm like, well, I think that's your theory and I think it's a nice theory. I don't think it's based in fact necessarily. It's, for example, if you were to hypothesize that the if the Leafs had Jimmy VC, maybe they wouldn't need William Nylander. That's I th- rid- no no. You- I think that's nuts. I think I think that's nuts. Look, he's a very talented winger. So is William Nylander. Your hypothesis is if you had one, you would have a surplus, a bigger surplus than you already have, and you can trade another. I'm not saying I would do it. I'm just saying I get that theory. Yeah, I remember that that Kane Sharp Hosa thing never happened no, in Chicago. That d- didn't work damn, out. Damn, I hate scoring wingers. Yeah, I know, but especially elite ones. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, look, I'm not saying I agree with it, but I get I get where the theory is coming from. I'm just saying I don't think the theory came from anywhere other than hearsay. logic, logic and hearsay. It didn't come from someone saying. This here's the case. Here's the here's the illogical part for me. Where does this make sense for Calgary? I mean, we, we come at it from a Toronto perspective. Yeah, what do they need? They I don't know that they. I mean, everybody can use a William Nylander. If 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 you have a rookie that projects to score 65, 70 points, you're not getting him. You're not gonna. But tell me how. Forget forget what you can get for Dougie Hamilton. Losing Dougie Hamilton 
irreplaceable. And like I said, go to go to sportsnet.ca, check out Andrew Berkshire's. He, he ran the numbers on Dougie Hamilton and just how good he's been this year. Mm-hmm. And, you know, last year there was a bit of a growth period where, you know, he was kind of getting used to the system and it was Bob Hartley's system. And now the whole team has to readjust because there's a brand new system in place and a lot of people are criticizing it. Um, I feel like Dougie Hamilton, well, it, I think the Leafs know Dougie Hamilton to get him. Mm-hmm. They would lose overall. Like you, you, you would have to move so much to get him that it, it would well, not make sense in know. the end. What's that saying? Cutting off your nose to spite your face? Yeah. Something like that. Well, addressing killing a strength to address a weakness. Steven Stamkos uh, once told me, uh, back when Guy Boucher was his coach, Guy Boucher told him to work on his strengths 80% of the time and his weaknesses 20. His weaknesses will come up a bit, but focus on your strengths because that's what make you, makes you special. So imagine if Stamkos put all this focus into uh, becoming a better defensive forward. And not his shot. But yeah, and didn't focus on his booming slap shot. Or, you know, what have you. Imagine if Ovechkin just stopped working on his shot. Imagine if Conor McGregor just stopped practicing his left hand. <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah. It, that's Those are your signatures. Right? So the Flames have this glut of defensemen. You could definitely trade one of them for... Uh, I don't know, some other need in the organization. The Leafs have way too many wingers, I think. You could trade one of them to address a need, or you could just be like, look at all of this! And you can Scrooge McDuck, you know, swim through your surplus. Mm -hmm. You have something that not necessarily every other team has. Why not embrace it? The Leafs are at the point now where, you know, when the free agents leave this year... Like all the free agents that leave this year, there will still be no roster spots next left next year. Mm-hmm. Oh, like what? there's what? What do they need to add? I mean, they sure they could upgrade some skill, yeah. but they've got NHL players playing on the Marlies right now. Let's assume two lines let's, worth. Let's assume the player the Leafs lose in the expansion draft is one of Martin Marinson or Frank Corrado. Um, unless there's a. Trade that I I can't forecast. Kadri's going to be on the team next year. Comrade's mm-hmm. going to be on the team next year. I don't think anyone on the Marlies is kicking Connor Brown out of a spot. No. Zach Hyman don't is so. only getting better. Still my man. Austin Matthews, get out of my face. William <laughs> Nylander, unless he's traded for Dougie Hamilton. Um, Soshnikov, Bozak, JVR, Bozak, JVR. Maybe, maybe there would have to be a trade though. Matt Martin. Maybe um, Ben Smith, but I don't know. Ben Smith, and who else is on that line? And I, uh, Ben Smith, Matt Martin, and William Nylander, actually. <laughs> <laughs> it um, was Nylander? No, who the hell? Oh, Sosh. It was Sosh. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess William and so, And you could argue so that— So, Ben Smith, one spot. You got one spot. Hooray. And it's the center spot. Brendan Leipzig, I would say the Leafs' most worthy prospect, doesn't play that position. So does Nylander have to shift back to the middle, or there's something's got to happen? They're gonna have to. They're actually probably going to have to trade from the forward position. I'm really God. Every time the Leafs piss me off and ruin my night with a game like the one against the Flames, I just I start dreaming again, and I go, Oh gosh, this is so exciting. <laughs> well, it's almost they almost have it. I'm looking at the the draft picks over the next couple of years. What is it? Fourteen. 16? 16 they, in the they next? got a lot. They still got what are they going to do? One or two, well, yeah, at least <laughs> like, one or two of the sharks. Well, and it's interesting because they got all those older guys 
who are all of a sudden going to be ready for at very least pro sooner than anticipated. Yegor Korshkov was a second round uh, pick last year. He's already 20. He's doing really well in the KHL. I don't know when he's scheduled to come over from the KHL. You got Adam Brooks, who is just dunking on the WHL. Like, he's too good for it. He's too good for it. He should be in the A. He's not. Um, Jeremy Bracco, too good for the OHL. Far too good for the OHL. Too bad. He's there. Um, He's not one of the older guys that they drafted, but Mm -hmm. he's older now um, because he was picked two years ago. Carl Grundstrom, he's probably going to end up on Team Sweden uh, for the World Juniors. Like... Yeah, there's a glut, man. There's a oh, now I'm excited again. Well, ah, you know what? Keep Enroth. He's fine. <laughs> he's he's Roth's spots for everybody. I think what we're seeing right now is the Leafs in an awkward, like last year, transition period. But this is the this is the awkward preteen stage where your limbs are a little too long. You've got braces and you've got acne. Like there's some really great spots, but then there's some blemishes. Adam at age 18. <laughs> yeah, my my preteens lasted my entire teens. I, I'm one to talk. I'm no, sorry. no, it's no, it's true. <laughs> Actually, I got better and then I got worse. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like I had a I had a good little I had a little uh, pocket where I was like, oh, it's okay, it's okay. And I lost a tooth and then and then gained weight and then that acne. See, it was just Adam terrible. Made a sacrifice because um, you got braces late. I did. My dentist when I turned eighteen was like. You could get braces, and I'm like, and I could punch you in the face. <laughs> I am not having braces going into my first year of university. Are you out of your mind? Yeah. There's someone listening right now going, shut up. <laughs> oh, and I had the clear braces, too. So every time up, I drank coffee, it turned yellow. It was a nice shade of yellow. Oh, that's awesome. So I was like, oh, come kiss me. Get over here and kiss me. Literally, I think there was a point when I was 17, I think it was 17 and a half till, which I had just got my braces on. I want to say it lasted until my the end of first year university, even it, later. Is this I before or after Halifax? This is this is before Halifax. This Halifax. Is, so basically, yeah, I was like a year and a half where I didn't even kiss a girl. Like there was no date, oh, not, not not just kiss, no dates, nothing, not one single not, kiss, not not a single thing. Oh, that sucks. Yeah, it, did, it sure did. It was tough on Adam. Oh, jeez, Adam. <laughs> oh gosh. I wanted no to, kisses. I wanted to date Cindy, who was a Sagittarius, <laughs> but it just didn't just didn't work out. Uh anyway, so the. <laughs> Uh, we should. I was we, hoping we'd do the whole show like that. Yeah, what well, we, we should probably Calm go down, Jesse. <laughs> <laughs> How many people will be offended by this? I just nope, <laughs> people <laughs> currently in braces. Man, man, I've been there. I can make fun of people's braces. I had them. I went there. It, it's not just the look. Like I asked, I asked someone we went to high school with who had had braces forever, and I knew they were getting them off in a couple months. And I was like, "What are you going to do when you get your braces off?" And they were just like, "I'm just going to sit there and lick my teeth." That's what I did. <laughs> Like, By the way, anybody that with braces—that sounds like an awful existence. Anybody with braces listening to this right now? It is the best feeling. So you have like Christmas waiting for you whenever that happens. Christmas. So be, be, be excited. Um, we <laughs> got to wrap it up on Sportsnet 590. The fan. The podcast is brought to you by Panago Pizza. It's what's on the inside that counts. You can download it at Sportsnet.ca. And by the way, this continues. There's more to come. More to come. Oh my goodness! Including Steve throwing me under the bus last episode. And we'll talk about that. Oh geez. So, Steve, you uh, posted an article at Sportsnet.ca about the Doug Gilmore trade tree. Which, by the way, ended this past summer. Wow. I mean, it it did involve a lot of players. So that's that's January 2nd, 1992, all the way to July 2016. See, that is, I mean, that's understandable. Were there eight, nine players? Nine players. Uh, Ten. 
10 wow. in the initial trade. And then a bunch of those players, I think six of the 10 were traded and that continued the tree. Um, and people, they have, um, they say trade trees end at the last trade. No, it ends when the last player involved in the trade leaves that team. So Sam Carrick was picked with a pick that the Leafs got in like 2010 or something like that, but he didn't leave the organization until this past summer. But then doesn't it keep going? No, because he left as a free agent. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah, it's as soon done. as you leave as a free agent, it's done. Yeah, okay. You, okay. you're that's where you go. You're the, the genetic dead end of that tree. Hmm. I don't, I don't know if that, that makes, makes sense. sense. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, the Leafs got Jamie McCowan, and this is why it took so long for the trade to end. Jamie, they got the Leafs got Jamie McCowan from the Flames. McCowan was a Leaf for seven years before being traded to Detroit for a fourth. That fourth was Alex Ponikarovsky, who then was a Leaf for a very, very long time. Uh, hey, he, he had a decent career. Uh, yeah. Almost 700 games, man. Uh, uh, whatever, I like Pokahoski. Uh, Shut up. Shut up. Don't make fun of Ponikarovsky. He was, at best, a third line winger. That's, at best. That's outrageous. He was playing with Sundin, and he was propped up by Sundin. You're outrageous. You're outrageous. Jonas Hoagland would have retired three years no, sooner he... had he not played with Sunday. Don't tell me about Jonas He had five straight 18 goal seasons. That's pretty good. By Leaf standards, why isn't his jersey hanging from the rafters? Exactly. <laughs> Come on. That was when I saw Antropov and him line up with him or with Sundin. That's when I was like, we're in trouble. I remember they called it the skyline because it was such a tall line and Bill Waters got all curmudgeon and he went, I call it the flat line because <laughs> it was bad. <laughs> you mean, oh, oh, I'm sorry. Jesse Bill, loves old man. You, you mean great line. <laughs> you mean for the for a change, Bill Waters got curmudgeon Yeah. <laughs> wow, that's I so I call it the flat line. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean Al Strachan's grumpy? <laughs> I remember listening to, um, to Bill... And I thought, you know, at the time, I was like, well, this guy's, his opinion counts for something. He was the assistant GM for a while. Sure. Uh, and I remember him saying, Paul Maurice's first season in Toronto, the, the Leafs went on a bit of a hot streak in November, December. And I remember him being on uh, on Derringer here in Toronto. And Derringer was like one of my favorite, favorite DJs of all time, still is. Um, and he said, if the Leafs continue to keep this up, if the Leafs could keep this up, Paul Maurice will win the Jack Adams Award. It was late November, early December. We have lots that. of those. Oh, we my have, God. I mean, Ron Wilson saying Phaneuf is the best uh, defenseman in the league by a country mile right now. Hey, by the end of the season, we might be like, remember when that dick called for Kadri to win the Selkie? Right. Well... We might, but I mean that's not going to happen. He's going to win it. So. I just thought it was like you're when I when I think back to that. That's one thing that really stands out in my head, and I'm like that was the Le- that was mm. running the Leafs. That was part of their brain trust. Mm. Um, uh, Hoski got traded to Pittsburgh for mm-hmm. Luca Caputi and Martin Skula. Luca Caputi turned into and Martin Skula like never played for the Leafs, but he was pretty good. He was flipped, yeah. So Luca Caputi turned into Nicholas Nicolas Deschamps, who never played for the Leafs. He was in the min- minors. Deschamps was traded for Kevin Marshall, never played for Leafs. He was in the minors. Skula was flipped for a fifth. That fifth was Sam Carrick. Carrick was in the Leafs organization until July. I think Skula would have been better had he played for the Leafs. Well, he didn't. He should have. If if some butts were candy and nuts, Leafs wouldn't have had Sam Carrick. Let's talk about um, 
let's talk about who objectively won this trade. Like we know, but how much, you know, you were explaining some stats to me on, on our dog walk yesterday. Oh. Because by the way, I've adopted a dog. I now have a dog. Bindi. Bindi is my dog name. Um, and she's terrified of everything. And she's from the Dominican and she's not used to having owners and she's not used to being crated. So like, there's a whole bunch of training process. So she's, so she's shaking outside yesterday, yeah. just terrified of everything. And Iggy's like, play yeah, with I know. Of me. course you got my dog, the, this yeah. giant dragon looking, never ending story guy going. <laughs> it's like Shaq playing with Danny DeVito <laughs> and Danny DeVito's terrified. Like, <laughs> <laughs> what was that movie with Schwarzenegger and DeVito? Uh, who's no it twins? It looks like twins. Uncle Junior is an Uncle Junior. I don't know. I don't know. No, no, Ju- Junior. I ruined it. Where, where he's pregnant? Anyway, I ru- yeah. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's the one where he's pregnant. Thank you. I've been trying to figure that out for months. Not Uncle Junior. It's just Sorry. Junior. Anyway, yeah. um, I, I'm old enough that I don't look stuff up. I try to figure it out on myself out of protest. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> Whenever you ask like someone who's under the age of 25, hey, do you know? They'll be like, nah. We had this situation Phone. when you guys were trying to figure out the draft pick. Which one? On Saturday, was it who Buffalo drafted this past year? You guys are standing there. Oh, yeah. Like, and I'm Jesse like, is I'm just glad. looking at us quietly, <laughs> having already looked it up. And I'm like, no, let me find it out. This is, Jesse goes... Alex ne- and I go Alex Nylander <laughs> yeah and how we didn't know that I mean yeah, that also, I just forgot that was yeah all. too many beers um what were so so you you went through some actual specific numbers and one of the ones that stood out to me was just straight up games played oh oh and this is just the initial just trade. the initial trade the initial trade because we don't want to blow the whole article Right. The initial trade, Calgary got 499 games played out of it. Out of Lehman, Walmsley. Uh, uh, no, they got Brube. Reese. Oh, they Reese. Reese got Walmsley. So it was Gary Lehman, Jeff Reese. Craig Berube. Craig Berube. Uh, Michelle Petit. And I know you're looking it up, Jesse, but I'm determined. I got stamina. Oh, Gun- Alex Godinuk or whatever, Alex however Gunyuk, you yeah. say his name. So, out of those 499 games, 234 belonged to Craig Berube, and he scored 27 points in those games. Flames, <laughs> in those games, um, the Leafs. I don't remember the exact number. I think Jesse has it right there. Uh, well, now I got to look it up. It was. Um, it's over a thousand games played. Now, and, and, and let's also include in that, I mean, we know Dougie Gilmore was the centerpiece of that trade, mm-hmm. but can we include in that the fact that it was probably the greatest single season, 92-93 was probably the greatest single season by any Leaf ever? Ever. Ever. 127 points, Hart nominee, I think, uh, Selkie winner. Yeah. Uh, I don't, like, that'll probably never be topped. What? Who was the last what? Leaf? Who's the last leaf to no, crack a hundred? That'll never. What? One hundred and twenty-seven. Someone's gonna crack a hundred and twenty-seven. That'll never be top. How much did Patrick Kane have? Last it's gonna year? take a very Pessimism, long time, bruh. I don't think it was one hundred and twenty. Pessimism. He was on bruh. pace for like a long time. I think it'll happen. I think it'll happen in our lifetime. Mitch, Mitch Martinman or Austin Matman? Uh, correct answer: William Nylandman. The, the correct answer is actually all three. Uh, at the same time. Yeah, and, right, same and same Kadri same. still wins the Selkie though. <laughs> I'm give you that. Um, Yes. But I mean, so th- there's just that. Captain Matt Martin. If they had just traded Gilmore for those five guys, it's still an uneven It would have been fine. Yeah. You still think it would have been fine? I think No, no, uneven. no. Like, it would have been fine for the Leafs. Yeah. Um, Calgary, three of the five players they got didn't crack 60 games played. Wow. With hmm. the team. Now, I was even 
generous in my trade tree to the Flames because there was a trade where they got a guy named Tommy Albaline who was decent for them and also Kale Hulse who was a decent player. But I had we, his hockey card. Yeah, me too. He wasn't with the Flames for very long. But those guys are shoehorned in because the, the Flames got those two and someone else, I don't remember who, in a trade for someone down the trade tree. But that someone was packaged in a deal for Phil Housley. So it's not like the Flames got those three players for the other guy whose name I can't even remember. Mm-hmm. They got them for Phil Housley, who wasn't even involved. So I like I was trying to give them everything I could. The, they it, gave, is, it is an all-time fleecing. They gave away, the Calgary Flames in the late 80s and early 90s gave away some mega, mega talent. Brett I, Hall, yeah. uh, Doug Gilmore are the two that really stand out in my mind. But holy smokes, we got to talk like the 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 reason the only reason the Flames didn't win eight cups themselves is because of Edmonton. And well, yeah. uh and also Go look back at the Flames team that won the cup. Go look at the names, the sheer obnoxious. names. Obnoxious. Obnoxious. It's not just Lanny McDonald, which is the name everyone seems to remember. I think Theron Fleury was a draft pick of theirs. Yep. Um I don't know if Brett Hull was still on the team. Joe Neuendijk was. Brett Hall wasn't. He was traded in 87-88. Gary Roberts was there. Who did they get from? They got someone good for Brett Hall. Someone good-ish, but not not, not Brett Hall good. But I think like, it might have been Joe Neuendijk. Oh, no, that was Jerome McGinley. Yes. No. No. It no? wasn't that either. They traded Neuendijk for McGinley. Sorry. Oh, yeah. It was the opposite. Uh, right. Brett Hall, I forget who they got from St. Louis, Louis for him. But like, the, the, the Calgary Flames could have coasted until about 1997 had they just, you know, had they held on to Stayed Gilmore, put. had they held on to Hull, they didn't think Hull could skate, and he really couldn't. But the NHL game was slowing down at that point, and it kind of suited him perfectly. I mean, you imagine Calgary, which really struggled and really struggled financially in the mid-90s, and they had guys like, I think they had Robert Reichel, they had Marty St. Louis, they had, you know, like some mega, mega, mega talent come in and out of there, Mark Savard. Um, it's it's amazing when you look back at Calgary and go, boy, there's some there's some real asset Mark mismanagement, Savard. real and, asset mismanagement. Yeah, and and the thing was, St. Louis and Savard were both really good in Calgary, but Calgary after St. Louis, they thought they thought St. Louis was a bit like of a a flash, uh, in, the flash pan, in the pan, sort of thing. Um, I want to do an article on. So I did the trade tree for Gilmore, uh-huh. obviously. I did the crazy great fear trade, mm-hmm. and that was giant. Cliff Fletcher. Was a madman. A ma- the fir- sorry, first Cliff Fletcher. Second Cliff Fletcher thought Jeff Finger was a good idea. So he was a madman. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. So this madman good, madman bad. Yes. I am trying to bring it up. Cliff Fletcher. I need to just talk about the sheer impact he had in such a short amount of time. And it's taken me forever to find because, of course, it is. So this is starting... Okay, let's just start from... New Year's Day, 1992. Doug Gilmore. Yeah, so the next day... He had walked away from the Flames, by the way. Yes, exactly. Uh, So it was Gilmore, Jamie McCowan, Kent Manderville, Rick Natras, and uh, Rick Walmsley for Craig Berube, Alexander Godnuk, Gary Lehman, Michelle Petit, Jeff Reese. February 7th, uh, 27th, 1992. Mark Ferner for future considerations, whatever. Another small trade with the Sabres. March 10th, 1992. Leafs acquire Ken Baumgartner and Dave McElwain, I think, for Claude Lozell. Ah. Uh, And uh, yeah, Daniel Marois. 
the Leafs got Mark Osborne that same day in a trade with the Jets. Um, they traded another guy for cash in June. Like, uh, and then they trade a first and a no, they get a first and a fourth from Washington for a second, third, and a fourth. And the Grant Fear trade is in there. And th- there was like a 12 month period where, or a 12 or 18 month period where Fletcher, like, completely overturned the roster like on a scale that like even the rebuild that the Leafs just went through uh, like it can't touch it there's also okay Leafs trade Grant Fuhr and a fifth to the Buffalo Sabres what'd the Leafs get a first Darren Poopa and Dave Anderchuk (laughs) and the first was Kenny Johnson Who, by the way, they gave away. Kenny Johnson would have been great as a Leaf. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was, he was great as a Leaf. What's that? I think he was... He was traded for Wendell Clark. Oh. He was traded, he traded to get for Wendell, Wendell Clark, but, well, the, Leafs, him back. but the Leafs... But the Leafs... worth it. No, the no, Leafs it also gave up a first-round pick in that trade. Mm. That first-round pick ended up being the fourth overall pick in 1997, who ended up being Roberto Luongo. And also, I believe they traded... Uh, to New Jersey, I believe they traded the Nylander, or not Nylander, Niedermeyer pick. I think the Leafs had a Niedermeyer pick. They did, pick. but that was, I don't remember if that was pre or post uh, Cliff Fletcher joining for the first time. Yeah, crazy. Because he joined in 91, and that was a 91 pick, I think. But yeah. I don't know if that was him. Anyway, insane. An insane overhaul. Yeah, go um, to NHLTradeTracker.com, uh, look up trades by GM. And there's actually two categories for Cliff Fletcher under mm-hmm. the Leafs. And let's <laughs> go, go for, to the 91 to 97. Well, one. you think about that. Let's just go through the names. So you got Gilmore, Gartner, Andrew Chuck. Oh, I, I forgot about Gartner. Like Sundin was brought in, uh, I think, the year after 92, 93. Like, yep. I think he was brought in for the Vancouver run. I th- like, because they made the conference finals twice in a row. I can't remember if he drafted Podvin or not. Um, yeah, Sundin. Every player you grew up cheering for was a Sons Clark. Like, except for Clark, he, Gilmore, Andrew Chuck. Um, Sundin, uh, Mike Gardner. I think he was instrumental in bringing over Nikolai Borshevsky, Jamie McCowan, probably Dmitry Uskevich. Like, uh, maybe not Stumpy Thomas. I think that was the Pac Quinn era. It was. Yeah. yeah. And, it, and so, Stumpy had played for the Leafs in the 80s when they were terrible and then left and then came forgot back. forgot about that. Oh, Ty Domi. Ty Domi. Ty Domi. Yeah. Like, it's yeah, absolutely insane. Absolutely insane what Trader Cliff did. Who is still with the Leafs, by the way? Yeah, Trader did, and then never undipped. left. <laughs> he never, you no, know? never. What's ne- his title? I don't know if he ever fully left. He's like senior advisor or something mm-hmm. like that. Mm. Sit so, home and pay me. Um, maybe. Mm. Yeah, just let us give him his due because you know what? <laughs> that was one of the better mm. moments in a terrible, terrible stretch of being a mm. Leaf fan. If you told a Leaf fan at the beginning of 1980 what would happen, because the, the 70s were okay, they were okay, they weren't great. But you're still... Uh, yeah, you're but still, I'm, I'm getting itchy. This cup drought's eight years now. And yeah. I don't know if I can stand it. So so Daryl Sittler's on his way out in, in, early, in the early 80s if he's not already gone. I think he was gone in 78 or something like this, 79. Something like that. Lanny McDonald's gone. Borea Salming's still there. But you got this guy, I don't know, Rick Vive and some other people like that coming up. If you had told a Leaf fan in 1980 how every season would go mm-hmm. up until now, do you think they would have been like... Fuck it. <laughs> you, you tell them, uh, okay, you're going to want to take at least a four-year nap. <laughs> or Wake ten. up when Wendell Clark is drafted. Those are still going to be pretty bad. But I'd want to wake exciting. up in 90. I would have wanted to wake up when Doug Gilmore, came to, yeah, when Gilmore <laughs> came to town and they changed the jerseys. That's, that's to town. Yeah. 
Yikes, man. Yikes. Yikes. It's just bad. It's so bad. I hate it. Um, what else we got on the show? Well, very, very leaf-heavy show, and I'm trying to think of other things hey, going guess what? on in the You know what world. this is? It's a leaf-heavy show. I know. I'm just trying to be fair. Um, that's, that's Jesse, what do you, how do you feel about fairness? Fairness? Yeah. I believe that we're never fair to anybody. No. Speaking of not fair, the just Islanders... Just ask anybody to listen to. Exactly. <laughs> oh, you know, you know what I just realized? Or I realized last night? Almost every time we definitively talk shit about a team, they do great right after. Mm-hmm. I think the Canucks are doing better than expected because of this show. Um, but so also, we're taking credit for this? 100%. Okay. I, who took a beating last episode? New York Islanders. Mm-hmm. Huge beating. What did they do? They beat the Pittsburgh Penguins and tie a record for fastest two goals in the process. Two goals in three seconds. Who was on the first line? It was Nicky Kuhlman. I believe, I believe Mr. Strom was, too. Was he? Oh, I didn't even notice. I heard from Islanders fans. So, hey. And and Kuhlman, I think, scored one of the two goals in the record. I It's Kuhlman. I asked the fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> and he said my inner goddess was dancing the merengue. And, oh, sorry. Hey, so sorry. Uh, before we get to the, the press conference, Steve, you kind of hung me out to dry last episode. Shit. Jesse, I want to break down a conversation for you. Shit. Okay. So remember... Oh, you, you haven't even told him yet? You've iso- no. no, of course not. Oh, Jesse. I, never, no. I don't talk to him about these things. In advance, uh-huh. Merry fucking Christmas. <laughs> Is it so, Rip Steve time? Well, here's the... <laughs> Jesse gets excited and sits up. So here's the deal. Well, we, I don't know if it's Rip Steve time, but it, it, it does wipe off. So we had You'll a see. discussion last episode about shaving... A butt cheek. And by the way, I only did one. People were like, you shaved your whole ass. No, it was actually half my ass. Okay. Mm-hmm. Adam's good at half assing. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Home run. Uh, that was good. That was, was good. Very good. It was really good. It was a zinger. Um, so, <laughs> so we, I take Steve down to, to let him out of the, the garage here. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and just as I'm getting out of his car and he's about to drive home, he's like, by the way, I totally hung you out to dry there. I nared my ass when I was 18. What? <laughs> no, not 18. I wasn't, oh, I wasn't 18. I wasn't, uh, I might've been in grade eight still. So I would have been like eight? 13 or 14. Dude, you knew hair what pants. You knew what nair was in grade eight? I didn't know until I worked at Shoppers Drug Mart. I was at least 15, 16, 16. I don't know. I thought... I don't know what I... Okay, I run know. us down. No. You're a bad friend. <gasps> right? Now, J- J- Steve, why did you decide the to... The avalanche placed uh, Eric Jelena on waivers. Why did you decide to uh, near your butt? Because it was super hairy. And I don't know. I thought... Was it uncomfortable? I thought girls like was smooth butts. Was it uncomfortable butts. to sit on? <laughs> yeah, of course it was. <laughs> I thought girls like smooth butts. I think they do. I don't know if they can tell through your pants, though. How hairy is your ass? <laughs> like, if it's hairy enough that you can see it through a pair of jeans, then yeah, I would I would get a chainsaw you know, on that. No, but what if I was in a scenario where a girl saw my butt and it wasn't did, smooth? Did you know you in grade 8? <laughs> Listen, ah! grade 8 me had... Had dreams, Eddie George. All right, had aspirations. That was, I believe, that's aspirations, where the aspirations. Uh, oh dear, the, I believe that's where the Eddie George thing uh, jersey came from, and then you wore it into grade nine. Yeah, I think you're right. And Might have been grade seven. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, you had. Did you not have a chain on your wallet too? Did you? Ooh, I don't remember. I think I might have, and it was super short. Because everybody did at that point. <laughs> yeah. Well, my question I is, also had Carl Kanai pants with a big metal K that scratched up every wooden chair I sat on. We were talking about this last episode. Adam's there pouring out his soul, and you're just sitting there. I just, I wanted to leave. It was really late, and I'm sorry. 
I know. But let me tell you. Hung out to dry, Jesse. Hung out to dry. But laundry to him. I didn't. I didn't have quite the struggle that Adam did because at least I had the sense to not shave my ass, but instead to <laughs> nair it, which doesn't quite have the same itchy side well, effects. And the thing was, and I have to give you credit for this. You did it in grade eight. I did it in university. Like, <laughs> yeah, you should definitely be smarter than that by then. Yeah, like you had to apply and get approved for a post secondary program. I wasn't even in high school yet. Have you guys seen? that the it's an old sketch i think it's mad tv where you know at that at the, at a certain point they were like just adding a bunch of nefarious razor blades to every cartridge pack so like the mock 3 came out and then it became quattro oh, yeah. and then it was the cinco like the five yeah so yeah. I sh- it, it just shows it like shaving through layers of skin <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> take your entire mad face TV off yeah, that was mad TV. yeah um so I had I, I realized this after the show when i sh- when i shaved it was a five razor blade thing <laughs> that I've been given for free on the street. You're just starting up like a gas lawnmower yeah. <laughs> driving it over your ass. <laughs> which, your ass. Your ass. Which has never been shaved before. My poor booty. My poor booty. My right cheek has never been the same. And did you ever do it again? I never did. I never did. Boy. <laughs> just just cuts and scrapes, baby. Cuts and scrapes. Um, did you? How did yours work out? You, do you remember? Was there any awkwardness? I just no. I told no one, and because there were absolutely no prospects, no one ever found out. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. And I don't think it was the whole ass like you. So I just went. Uh, I wasn't the whole ass. I was again. Or no, I stopped sorry, the one sorry. You- like you, it wasn't the whole ass. Okay. I was like, let's try a little patch of ass, and then. Man, a patch, a patch of ass. <laughs> so I nared my ass. No, I nared a patch of ass. <laughs> and I thought, you know what? This is smooth, and it feels like class. <laughs> but it, it must look ridiculous, and it did. Um, I want to thank everybody who reached out and said there were several people that reached out with the exact same sentiment. I guess they were all having bad days and then they were like, it's good to know that someone's life has been worse. <laughs> and I was like, well, it's true. So I've, we, I told Jesse, I'm like, you know what? We got to get more videos on the YouTube channel. And I was, you know, just take an excerpt from yeah. like any show, whatever you think is the best. Yeah. We talked about so many things like the Panthers, like that, that to me would have been the thing to take. Jesse, Isolates the story of Adam shaving his ass. This bodes well for potential future sponsors, eh? They're going to be clicking through our YouTube channel. Yeah, and- let me see what. Huh. <laughs> like someone, someone's like, hmm, you know what? It's the beginning of December. The holiday season's coming. People are going to go shopping. I want to advertise on the Steve Dangle podcast. Yeah. Let me just see what the. Let's see what Merrick and Wyshynski are talking about. <laughs> well, see, see Panago's good because they, I remember the first meeting we had with them, they were like, okay, we're really, really interested. And at this point we had, I think we had 25 listens an episode, 2,500 listens an episode, mm. which was, it, it was about three, four months in. We were still ecstatic. We were like, oh my God, this is crazy. How are this many people listening to the show? And, <laughs> and they were like, one thing though, we don't really love the official hashtag of the ah, show. <laughs> that's literally the only ask that they've ever had. Only thing they've ever asked. They said, can it not be hashtag Steve's PP? Mm-hmm. And we're like, yeah, we think we can grant that's, you that. That's fair. Yeah, that's because fair. we were talking, I think that came out of a stripper story in the first episode. And Should our new hashtag be Adam's ass? No, <laughs> no, it shouldn't. Um, but Panago, Panago's used to it, right? They're used to us just. 
being a little bit weird and being half-assing it. And I am disappointed we never got to see Adam do an episode naked. Pardon? Well, because we never got a thousand retweets. We never got a thousand retweets. If uh, we didn't, how no. many did we get? Three hundred. Uh, yeah, we ended somewhere in three hundreds. Uh, because like very shortly, it was like an hour or two after you tweeted that. It was like two hundred something. Yeah, I was like, I, I think we're gonna see. If Adam's shaved his ass recently. <laughs> but Panda goes used to all this. I think anybody that comes in and advertises, it would be like, uh, wow. There's a, there's a, you know that friend that you really like, but when you introduce them to other people, it takes them getting used to before they like them too? Oh, yeah. What if we get a razor blade company to sponsor us? And then we do an ass shaving segment. Hey, Dollar Shave Club. <laughs> is there a Dollar Nair Club? <laughs> Nair is scary, man. Yeah, it just yeah. Dissolve, dissolves your hair. One of the worst I bet you could use vines. that to declog drains. No. Like, yeah, maybe. Because that's mostly just hair, right? It's well, wait, t- wait till you have a, a, a girlfriend that lives with you, mm. and, they, and she has long hair. My, my fiance's oh, I hair. Thought, I was like. Does she, Where are we does she nair? <laughs> and wait, she has long hair. Does she just nair her head? No, no, no. But like her hair falls out. That, okay, you know the scare cam? Like the, all the, the scare cam vines? You have a nair cam? That, that was before the mannequin challenge and the backpack challenge. Um, owling. They, Anybody owling? Pranking? Planking? Oh, Planking? owling. I forgot about that. One guy goes, nair cam, and he just squirts nair on his buddy's head. <laughs> and it's falling out what in chunks. I'm like, what a dick. That's going to take a long time to grow back, man, yeah. because that's not shaving. That's like it's when you like shave someone's the next day. Like you're a, you're an that, asshole. Was that a prank or was it a prank? A quote, oh, like, no, it right? looked real. It yeah. looked pretty real. Okay. Um, how quickly does it work? Pretty fucking quick. <laughs> you leave it on for a few sec, uh, uh, a few minutes. You go, this shit doesn't work. And then you go, this shit burns a little. And then you wipe it, and it's gone. Uh, gone. Crazy. It's yeah. Don't use it. Okay. <laughs> on your ass. But definitely have a Panago pizza. Have a Panago yeah. pizza. <laughs> it's classy. Classy. Oh my god. They don't half ass it. <laughs> Let's do they the- shave the whole ass. <laughs> Let's we do have the pre- uh, press a conference. Gift open if you want to do that oh. Before. All right. Let's do that. Okay. So this is crazy. Before we do the press conference, uh, Chris Meyer. Uh, now this is, Americans are definitely not going to know where this is. Uh, Inuvik Northwest Territories. Mm. Northwest Territories, by the way, there are, there used to be two territories. There used to be the Yukon Territory and the Northwest Territory. They're not provinces. They're not states. They're territories. They're a part of the country, but they are uh, different uh, because they're very, very lightly populated. A lot of empty space. And really there's protected territory of the Canadian government. Doesn't Yellowknife have like... 30,000 people or something like that and that's like the think, yeah. biggest city they got does Nunavut still exist Nunavut yeah and Nunavut's the, it's a province so they had yeah. the northwest no it's not a province it's a territory I'm pretty sure Nunavut's a province mm. Jesse Google <laughs> um, but so northwest territories used to be that and then they split it and made Nunavut so uh, Inuvik is is still part of the northwest territories little geography lesson um, basically it's above I'm pretty sure Nunavut's from, it's above like Manitoba Saskatchewan and Alberta so go north and then go yeah. norther. Mm. <laughs> yeah. So Chris Meyer sends this sends this to us, and I, Chris, I guess he re- he contacted you, Jesse. Yeah, he reached out and just asked what our address is, and I gave it to him, and we got the little. And then he which... spent probably three thousand dollars to ship whatever this have is you, to us. Have you guys ever seen? Um, oh my god, this is you're already gonna love what this. What is it? I can't even. Uh, give me a sec. Have you seen grocery <laughs> store pictures from up there? 
how expensive like it's like forty dollars for a bag of milk like it's oh i believe it's crazy yeah yeah yeah. uh, to get food up there dude even newfoundland like there's a noticeable difference at restaurants because it's an island yeah any place where it's hard to get food to (laughs) (laughs) what it makes sense (laughs) all right this is Chris, who is not on social media, so we've never heard from him before directly. He's actually mailing us. Wow. Uh, he said, oh. boys, give this sweater a good home. I'm not a collector, not a hoarder, and I can't wear it anymore. To be shared by all. Underlined. Oh. Long live Kim. So, Steve, don't take this free shit, you bastard. Steve, it's all yours. Long live King James. King James? First round is on STP, hashtag free shit, hashtag sort of, hashtag free Frankie. That's Chris from Inuvik, Northwest Territories, who is King not on social James media. Right. I believe. See, I'm, I'm thinking maybe LeBron. Oh. oh. <gasps> it is. Oh! Hey! Look at that. Look at that. Steve, you don't have a James Reimer jersey in your uh, I don't have a jersey of any Leaf who is not me. Oh wow! Oh no, Felix Pavin. But he's not have a James Harden framed. That is funny that he doesn't have yeah. one. Um, so this I have Ovechkin and mm. Felix Pavin. This has That's to it. go in your next. This has to go in your next video. Yeah, I think so too. I think we've been talking about for a while putting together like a better studio for the for the podcast and doing some other things to upgrade the actual viewing part of this because we realize it's like a straight shot and it's in a gray ugly studio. This would be since it has to be shared by all according to Chris's rules. This should be one of the jerseys we put up when we do our like our new studio. There it is. There it is. Like, That's we what we do with it. But we have to have we gotta have Reimer's name showing, don't we? Or do we just wanna uh, No, no, you do the back. I see yeah, you sometimes. Yeah, the back. Yeah, the back. Some, gotta have yeah. some Reimer in there. Anyway, I'm gonna give this to you, Steve, to hang on to for uh-huh. safekeeping, because we know it'll be safest with you. Ooh, uh, I know that you'll treasure it because it's James. I will. There you go. I Otherwise, if it. it was anybody other than James, I'd Here. give it to Jesse. Let's keep this far. <laughs> Let's keep this far. I sure hey, not. fuck you. Hey, I can't take care of stuff. And uh, Listen, I know our strengths and weaknesses, my friend. Oh, fair and enough. They're very That's good similar. coaching. Yeah. That's good coaching. We focus guys. on our strengths. Let's do the press conference. The Presser SDP. The Steve Dangle Press Conference. Um, so I, I discovered something. And Adam was actually there for it when I discovered something before we get to the press conference. So I was showing him, I made some changes to my leaf wall Mm -hmm. and I was actually going to make a video on it and post it. And I'm like, yeah, here's all the Johnny Bauer stuff. Here's where I put the Johnny Bauer stuff. Oh, and here's my picture with James Reimer and the famous $60. That's not my James Reimer figure. Where's my James Reimer figure? So I have two Morgan Riley figures because casual Matt's gave me one. Shout out. Um, so I have two now. That's cool. So I'm looking around. I go, where is this James Reimer figure? Did I accidentally hang up the wrong one when I was doing this? I'm looking, I'm looking. I can't find it. And I say to Adam, I go, I think Mrs. Dangle thinks she's slick. (laughs) So I said later that night, I go, now you don't have to tell me what you did with it. And I just see her face go, <laughs> By the way, she's terrible at surprises. Oh, she sucks. But she this was slick. I almost didn't get if you hadn't come over, I wouldn't have caught it. Wow. So I don't she, think I would have caught it. So she she hung basically she just was like, I know he has an extra, so I'm just gonna put it there and She put up notice. my Morgan Riley figure, my second Morgan Riley figure wow. above my other Morgan Riley. So she's figure. doing something currently with your James Reimer. Yeah, I go, you don't have to tell me what you did with it. Just tell me you did something with it. 
so I know I haven't lost it. And she's like, yes. Oh, man, I can't wait to find out what it is. Yeah, so she didn't ruin anything. Christmas. Yeah. But But you didn't ask. No. But you didn't ask because she would have told you. Oh, 100%. She sucks at surprises. I've told her she sucks at Christmas. Which, by the way, like she keeps telling me, like, I got you something. I got you another something. (gasps) Don't check the mail because I think something arrived for you. I'm like, how many things are... (laughs) Damn it! Yeah, because you know when they do that, now you've got to up your game, too. Yes, that's how it works. And I got her an expensive jacket, and she's like, no, no, uh, uh, you got me that, like, last year, so don't worry about it. And I'm like, how long is this going to last? Yeah. This is, what kind of booby trap are you setting for me? Shut up. I know your tricks. Caprice and I have decided that we are actually going to go small because we spent a lot of money. Shut up. Go small. Dog. Mm -hmm. Dog. Dog. Here's a new car, All the stuff that goes with the dog. And And then the payment for the dog. Yeah, until you go, you know, what she, wondering. you know what, though? She would like this. Yeah. Until she, she says, oh, that, that handbag looks really nice. Oh, she did say that to me the other day, and I was like, dog. Are you there's sure? A, there's a crate over there, dog. Are you sure, Adam? I, my parents stuck to it one time, because I had a messed up back when I was a teenager, and they got me, like, this really expensive, like, posturputic mattress, and they said, okay, this is your Christmas gift. You're not going to get anything for Christmas. Mm-hmm. And I went... Fine, good. Yeah. I would like it to function again. And so Christmas comes, and I'm like, let's see what they got. Like, I'm sure they actually got me something. They're like, we did. We got you something. And I was like, oh, okay. I opened the box. It was a uh, bar. It was a Nike a light blue Nike T-shirt. Oh, and that's it. <laughs> they got me well, like, a T-shirt. Mattresses are expensive. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, it was really nice of them to yeah. give me that T-shirt. That's several <laughs> Christmases worth of, of yeah. Of and expense. I needed it. I needed it. Of course. So yeah. Of course you did. I, I get didn't it. discover how to fix the problem on my own until I was 27. Ballistic Matt wants to know. Speaking of Caprice. Ballistic Matt. Uh, Adam. Yeah. Is it possible that Caprice is a closet ha- Habs fan? I mean, her name is almost Carrie Price. Whoa! I'll have to ask her. Yeah, she might. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna. Jesse, I'm gonna get the audio. I will. I will ask. I will go a step further. Hmm. I think Adam is a closet Habs fan. What? After what? all, Excuse he kept me? it secret from me for so long that he's got a little bit of Quebecois in him. Mm. So he's he's got this he's got it's this Quebec Adams twenty five percent French. Isn't your uh, dad a Habs fan or something? No, my dad was born in Montreal in the Ang- oh! in the Anglo section. Where were you? You're not Quebecois then, Adam? No, he's it's an just Anglo. so strange because <laughs> my Nona was Italian, which therefore kind of makes me Italian. It's your dad was from Montreal, which makes you in the 50s when there was a much bigger from, Anglo population in Montreal before they started kicking them out. It's so weird you're when your parents com- are born somewhere mm. and then you're also from there. Because mm-hmm. I think that's how it works. J- Jesse, where are your parents from? Uh, my father is from Trinidad. So oh, like so you're I'm, I'm, I'm part Trini. No, no. I think that actually makes you from Romania. Oh, yeah. Because no, now we yeah. get to just decide our heritage. We yeah. just get to decide where we're from. Hmm. So... Well, it means, I'm, it means I'm Quebecois and Pennsylvanian. Yeah. <laughs> that's what it means. Not Torontonian, that's for sure. Wild well, over here and his, uh, his fiancé. Oh, there's another one. There's a French word. Mm. Fiancé. I bet he's going to leave here and eat a baguette. <laughs> Probably. Well, I would. I, I freaking French would. French boy. I would. I'd Go home and have a nap under his 
Pepe Le Pew poster. You're going to go watch Emily after this? <laughs> <laughs> wow. Do, do all your friends. What a reference. You going to oh watch uh, Tele Francais there, buddy? You going to maybe have a nice little sing-along with a pineapple? <laughs> You know how many non-names are so confused right now? Yeah, no, no, no. Which is just pineapple. <laughs> anyway, so we figured it out. All right, all right. Mm. Carrie Price loving fiance over here. Caprice, that's funny. I didn't even think about that. Well done, Ballistic Matt. Hey, this Steve. explains a lot because his... his <laughs> I was going to say his previous girlfriend's name was Altoya. <laughs> not smart, not not clever. We'll, we'll, we'll work on I it. I don't even know what that is. Al Montoya. Uh-huh. Terry oh, Price's you mean backup. her name was out there? They're not You're all going to be home up. runs. You're not they're actually not, yeah, they're not yeah. It would have been a Ooh. lot better if it was an actual girl. You're Justin Smoke every time yeah. it goes up to the plate. Sometimes, <laughs> hey, sometimes Edwin walks it off. Other times he throws the bat into the you know, third right. baseline. Fair. Yeah. Okay. Hey, Steve. Are you glad that you missed out on dating as a teenager? Because I feel like you haven't told everyone about <laughs> <laughs> Hey, funny. what's your name? What's this guy's name? Uh... Polyphona Crusader. That's the Reddit name. Okay, Paul. Don't take your frustration in dating out on me just because I got lucky, okay? Steve. 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 What? What? (laughs) Look, it was years of me going, I just wish someone would like me. If you had a choice. And then someone did and I lucked out, okay? If you had a choice of dating and not dating, what would you have taken? I probably wouldn't do it. I probably wouldn't do it. That's a shock. I'm shocked. Now, you know what, Paul? I also like the Leafs. Have you ever canoed? Why don't you go AC? Have you ever, we're going to talk about the Leafs. Fuck have you, Paul. Ever, have you ever canoed to Alberta? <laughs> oh, you fuck. <laughs> you know what? The second Connor Brown blocked that shot in the Oilers game, and it looked like he might not play, I'm like, who's laughing now, Adam? Piece of shit. Leafs are like, okay, we'll put him on our, we'll put Levo on the plane. <laughs> Levo is hurt, allegedly. We got another question. Uh, from another weird Reddit name. Is it Al- also from an asshole? <laughs> <laughs> All flesh his grass, writes. Hey, pals. <clears throat> I'm a relatively new listener and fairly new to hockey in general. Oh, As hi. Such, welcome. I have recently become aware of how handsome Joffrey Lupul is. Very handsome. I realize it's obviously not your job to let me know who is and who is not handsome, but I'm wondering... Who would you consider? Aaron Eckblad. Who would you consider Aaron Eckblad's player in the NHL? Uh, Aaron Eckblad is for sure. Joffrey up there. definitely was for sure. Um, Henrik Lundqvist, if you're into <sighs> oh, like an aged Eric yeah. Carlson. But damn, he just Eric glows. Carlson. My, my fiance, think, I'll say that Caprice is totally obsessed with Eric Carlson and his now fiance. I think he's oh. a specific taste though, because I think some girls would find him gross. Well, if you're into D'Artagnan from yeah. uh, the Three Musketeers, because oh, is, is that a French word? That's oh, it's a French Carlson, name. Carlson, Ottawa. A lot of, lot of French people from Ottawa. <laughs> Ottawa has a lot yeah, of secretly French. French conspiracy is going to be great. I can't wait for more theories to come up from this. We did one of those YouTube videos where the dude narrating and just slideshow pictures. And and Andrew's going to be so so disappointed. <laughs> uh, I, you know what? That explains why every time like I walk in on Adam when when he's in another room, he's on the phone going, "Ah, oh, we I'm a lady for my. Oh, I'll have to call you back." Hangs up. He puts on his English accent. I think it's all a front. J'accuse, Frenchie. <laughs> See, he was J'accuse, whipping on a lot of on a lot of balls in the strike zone, and then he, and then he got J'accuse. J'accuse was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, hey. <laughs> no one was talking about Rajay Davis's batting average when he hit that home run in the eighth, were they? No. 
Oh, fuck. You're Come like, on, guys. <laughs> Getting towards the end of the show. <laughs> you know when you go too far? Yeah. <laughs> you know when you can go fuck yourself? <laughs> I love you, man. I love you. Name another goal Yui Krupp scored. I can't, but he scored a Stanley Cup winning goal. That's right, and it got him a four-year contract in Detroit where he... You bet your balls. He was like, I'm not. In, I'm injured, guys. And then they showed up on T- ESPN. Oh, I don't remember that. What would you get Don Cherry for Christmas? It's from Nick W18. Hmm. What would I get Don Cherry for Christmas? An IKEA gift card. <laughs> he would have to appreciate Why? all the wonderful things Sweden has to offer. Oh, that's a good one. No, yeah. Okay, I get it. A Matt Cook jersey. I'd bring him to my. I'd bring him to my ancestral homeland, Quebec, <laughs> and make him spend a night at the chateau. What is it uh, in Quebec City? The chateau. Yeah, did, you, did you see Adam when, when the second you brought up Don Cherry, he went. <laughs> <laughs> and I'd make him wear a visor, and we'd walk around. Uh, we, we'd walk around Quebec City, which is beautiful, and uh, and that's what we would do. We would do that. We would wear visors, and well, that's all I got. I got nothing. I'm tired. <laughs> I'm not sleeping much. I have a dog in the house now. <laughs> all right. Final yeah. Question. New parents listening oh. are like, "Oh, muffin." Oh, you got a dog. Oh, sorry. It was crying my, as I laughed. I was sad. Dog. It was sad. Oh, do you have a, a petit chien? Petit mm-hmm. We should also mention Monsieur. that Adam's on vacation. So. Oh, vacation! So you got vacances. plenty of time. Vacances. Oh, I think it's vacances. Arrête. <laughs> Final question. This is for Steve. Oui? If I already liked all your videos and subscribed to your channel and oui. told all my friends about it, oui. how am I supposed to show my appreciation? Merde. Um, I don't even know what that means. Mail me money. <laughs> no. Okay, so what? Uh, list those things again. So they've already liked the liked your video. Mm-hmm. They subscribed to the channel, told all their friends about it, and now they're wondering how they can keep supporting. Now you got to subscribe to the podcast channel. What if they already did that? Well, they're obviously already listening. Yeah. Then you wait for your next assignment. I think they're looking to support Steve Dangle, and they've done everything. Hey, they buy, can. buy some merch. Here's, no, here's, here's what you do. Merch. You, you buy a deep dish three to shirt. <laughs> I'm going to answer this. Lay it on us. I'm going to answer this. Yeah, one. go ahead, Gaston. Answer it. <laughs> go ahead, Jean. <laughs> bon anniversaire. Go ahead, Guillaume. Headbutt someone over there, wild. Still my favorite Family Guy clip of all time. Besides, besides, but not as bad as the. I think the Go thing, ahead, the thing to Luke. do is to keep, if you can, keep listening, keep commenting, keep uh, liking, keep um, responding. You know, mm-hmm. like that's the thing. Uh, the, the the true mark of anything great, I, f- I think in the internet age, is not even how many likes it has. It's how many comments, how many people mm-hmm. are emotionally moved enough to respond, to actually take time out of their life and go, blah. And take I'm not the comment f- section back. Yeah. Everyone associates the comment section with Awful bullshit. Take it back. Well, I have to say, our comment sections are usually pretty good. And Ours I, I, are good. I read them from time to time, and that's because our our listen, we the audience we attract is good. And also, we're not on Facebook. I, we're um, not on Facebook. I uh, so I was featured on uh, Russian Machine Never Breaks um, because of my Ovechkin video, mm-hmm. and I w- looked at the comments just to see if there were a bunch of Capitals fans going, "Fucking like, who cares? This guy's some Leafs fan. We don't care." And every single comment was nice. 
Yeah. I texted Ian. I go, how did you do that? You have a website on the internet and it's only full of nice people. How did you do that? It can be done. Can be done. Mm-hmm. We aim. We're aiming for it. I think uh, you're are great. Yeah, I think good. honestly, just it, the fact that you're you're here is great. I I I, I don't mm. know. I always look at this this show especially and kind of think like mm. it's it's sort of um, it's awesome. It's awesome the way that I would rather like you know. I love the fact that we get corrected by people all the time. I love the mm. fact that I am constantly pushed into n- new viewpoints like you you have to you have to think of things new, a lot new, differently nouveau 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 correct um every time adam says a word where i'm like i know the french word for that <laughs> you're gonna, i gotta point it out i mean that's enough right <clears throat> the fact that you're listening is great you know and we're, we're trying to i mean and i know steve i know how hard you work on those videos so hard you're not making you're not being serious with me right now but you do no, work I'm very just, hard. I, I thought that was uh, an opportunity for me to be modest, and I was like, no. Yeah, it's hard. <laughs> it's hard, it's hard to, to take a French person seriously. It is. Wow. Yeah. yeah, it's hard to take him seriously. <laughs> <laughs> My entire family's from, like, England. <laughs> and moved Wait, to... Where's your dad from? England? <laughs> or however? I don't even know. What. He's from Montreal. Thank you. Um. What's that? In Montreal. Who plays <laughs> in Montreal? You know, you know he's what? hitting that T really hard. Like I think Montreal. I think he's trying to compensate. You know what? Can all the Canadians fans get behind me a little bit here and be like, no? Oh, First off, no. Canadians? Second, you're welcome here. I'm sure the Canadians fans would gladly welcome me over, even though I'm a Leaf fan. I would be. Are I'm, you? Are you a Leaf? I fan? am a Leaf fan. Get out I of my face, you. Adam. Get get out of my visage. <laughs> Okay, that's French. We're gonna, we're gonna wrap this up. Just set up your own French word. <laughs> Why don't you go near your ass? <laughs> you know what? Keep swinging, Justin Smoke. Mercredi. <laughs> I am not Justin Smoke. So next episode, uh, oh, do you mean I can hit both ways? There you go. Next, uh, next episode, Chris Johnson will be on for the Leafs thirty percent report because there's thirty percent way through the season about, and that that's you? that's how awkward. You know what? You'll remember it because it's weird. Um, Jesse will not be here, but he will be in Vancouver Are on. Gonna like email me the episode? Yeah, that's what you're gonna post it. No, no, we're emailing it to you because I don't know what to do. Um, <laughs> well, I'll email it to you in English, and then Adam can do his. Well, thing. we are a two language com- country, sir, so we have to by law. Um, and Jesse, um, oh. you uh, so you're gonna miss that episode, but Chris Johnson yes. will be on to talk about the Leafs uh, and talk a little bit more about stuff going on in the NHL on Saturday. I'll be at the Leafs. Canucks game? Mm-hmm. You mean you'll be at the Leafs game in Vancouver? Yes, yes. I'll be wearing a Leafs jersey, and I'll be yelling, Toronto is the greatest city on earth, and I'll probably send out a tweet, first intermission or something, and I'll, we can all take pictures if you want to take a picture with me. Uh, and also... And you do. The answer is yes. <laughs> a quick thing I think we should bring up, because I think people would be like, why didn't you mention this on the show? Uh, Hunter Ryan Singh. <gasps> oh, yeah. Amazing. And he was great last night. Yeah, uh, became the first Sikh uh, making his English hockey broadcasting debut tonight for, and then the tweet cuts off. I assume hockey night <laughs> for for Sportsnet. Well, no, he, he did it Oops. last night. Yeah, it was last night. Yes, yeah, that's what. I, that's it, right? Yes, that is it. Yeah, uh, uh, debut for the Leafs and Flames game. There it is. I'm yeah, sorry, he was yeah. great. Of course, he was great. Solid like as he hell. he, I worried about him a little bit. Because nerves, after the man. what nerves nerves well no 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 I didn't worry for his performance it was uh, the Benino 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 thing I'm like okay I don't want that to be all he's known for this guy yeah. has had a broadcasting career before Benino scored that goal he should have one after and not just be the I didn't do it kid you know what I mean and now damn 
He is doing it. Good for him. Doing it big. Doing it big. Doing it well. And Nick Benino, also still good. Also still doing it. <laughs> Thank you, Steve. <laughs> listen, listen. I just tried to be nice, or as you would say, whatever French for nice is. <laughs> Have a great one, guys. We'll see you Monday. It's going to be a Monday episode. Um, and again, and uh, Jesse again will be at the Canucks. Sorry, the Leafs game in Vancouver, and I will be at the Tampa Bay game versus the Canucks. Are you? I believe on Thursday next week. Ooh. So oh, come see what? me there. Go see Adam. Wattel. It's the Steve Dangle podcast tour without Steve. Will not be there. <laughs> I will not be anywhere. Apparently, we'll be in Oshawa. Yeah, he'll be with Iggy. Oh, here. You know what you can do. You know what you can do. Tweet at reporter Chris and go, hey, man, can't wait for the 30% report. <laughs> yeah, do that. Please do that. Like en masse. Like I want you to, <laughs> yeah, I want you, I want it to stop being fun for him very quickly. Yeah. Like, make it, oh yeah, make it super annoying. Super excited to see the 30% report. Tweet him any picture that pertains to 30%, any 30% sort of connection that you can make, do it. And I know, I know we have the we have the most creative people in the world on the internet. There, we have good peak internet people who can handle peak this. internet people. These are like there's some good Twitter out there for this show. It's awesome. You know what's great? It's only 28 percent through the season, so we are we are we are kind of lying. Should we say the 28? No, it's the 30. Should we end this podcast right fucking now? Right now. Follow the guys on Twitter at Steve underscore Dangle, at Adam W-Y-L-D-E, and at Jesse Blake. The Steve Dangle Podcast. Brought to you by Panago Pizza. Order at Panago.com and stuff your face with deliciousness.